Hey fellow fraud fighters, a big welcome to the Seon Cat and Mouse Show, where we'll look to get into the mindset, thinking and learnings of the hardest working group of heroes we know, the fraud fighting professional. And on alternative shows, we'll dive into the opposite world of current or ex-fraudsters to get a real insight into what's driving them to do what they do. And ultimately, we'll be trying to best work out who's the real cat and mouse here. Hi everyone, welcome to the Say on Cat and Mouse podcast. On this episode, we've got Yanis Tiyarve, a risk portfolio manager uh, over at Sun Finance. Yanis, first of all, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, really happy to have you here. Hi, thanks for having me. You are a portfolio credit risk manager at Sun Finance. I'll be interested to see you've got uh, quite a varied background. You help on a group portfolio level just now from risk. Um, and then your background, it looks like, is uh, interestingly from a consultancy background of Ernst & Young and also Deloitte. So it'll be great to hear um, your background. What drew me to this all data science focused field, I guess, was my very first career steps, which was in uh, science itself. So I started out as an engineer. I did uh, a lot of different electrical measurements, uh, developing experiments and so on. That part of science here in Baltics is quite uh, heavily underfunded. So you have to be either very lucky or very fanatical to get a uh, well, a good project and a good living with that. So I was looking out for something uh, in which I could use my uh, data analysis skills I had obtained. And there was a, a uh, room for me in Deloitte uh, as a consultant. Uh, however, uh, the data analysis part there was quite small. And uh, I was more focused on the AML and CTF projects, which was a completely new world for me at that moment. I leveraged that going into Ernst & Young, uh, but there I wanted to broaden out a bit as well. And uh, I managed to land a few strategics pro projects, basically business strategies and so on. And what was interesting, the very last few projects with my, with my time with NEY was exactly association of non-bank lenders here in Latvia and that already gave me exposure and uh, a bit later I was approached by South Finance to join their team. Nice that's uh, that's really good and what the audience doesn't see is um, a you're quite a young lad Yanis. <laughs> so, you. so actually the theme of this podcast for me is very interesting so our audience are fellow fraud professionals um, and uh, we very much focus on the pragmatics of coming into the role, you know, and some uh, observations you've already taken. But I, I'd love to maybe dig a bit deeper into your background. So you come from a science background. How, how do you think that's kind of uh, shaped how you view risk in terms of uh, managing for some finance? As I see it, is uh, it's very good to have a structured approach to basically anything we do. May it be, I don't know, managing portfolio, going about your day, anything from that. And this scientific background, uh, I would say that really helps me and uh, well, fellow, fellow other colleagues that uh, have a similar uh, background as well. By the way, we have quite a lot of people with heavy mass and statistics backgrounds in our team as well. And uh, where it doesn't help though, is the perfectionism. You want, to, you want to do everything to the best. You want to get the best results. You want to build the best models and so on and so on which would be great in a perfect world, but we're limited by time most of the times. So we have to, well, we have to focus on where we can gain the most with the least time invested, of course. And for the audience, can you maybe give a bit more background to for Sun Finance when you handle um, 
the group portfolio risk. What does that mean? What risk are you looking at? Most of the time, it's it's credit risk. We're, of course, uh, trying to underwrite as much customers as we possibly can with the least risk possible, as it is everywhere, right? Uh, my position is also quite a bit involved in the product development. So I'm working closely with both marketing, the business development and, and management up higher. So it's a really a one-stop role for any business stakeholders into the risk world, which is a very interesting position, sometimes challenging, but uh, nonetheless very rewarding. You came from the data and uh, being able to look at the objectively kind of background. Mm -hmm. What was it that kind of drew you in and what is it that you find that kind of keeps you interested in that domain with risk? First of all, when I, when I was starting with Sun Finance, I was first interviewing for a data scientist position. When I got the homework to do, I was 99% sure I can't do like 40% of it. I could do the easiest tasks and all of the more advanced and actually the, the, the things that would add value, I can't do them. So I, I wrote back that, hey, sorry, I, I, I have some background, but I, I'm not that good. But then sometime later, I was offered a position in, uh, in the portfolio management. Although I don't have this very specific data science knowledge, uh, this sometimes help me, helps me to well, communicate some things uh, on a deeper level with data scientists who really understand what they are doing versus me who thinks that I understand. What is it you would say day-to-day -day is a thing that keeps you, I guess, your mind engaged about that particular role? I would say that it's uh, there's no routine at all. Even now, with all of the COVID around, uh, I'm sitting in one room for most of my work week, but uh, it doesn't uh, really matter that much because well, one day everything works cor correctly, but then suddenly there are some errors from a data provider. Uh, something changes. There are regulatory changes upcoming, some audits incoming. You have to prepare data. You have to speak with IT who are sitting somewhere completely else about new features, discussing. Well, everything's, uh, well, of course, the day uh, isn't, each day isn't completely new, but uh, all the things we do, they are uh, very, very new as fintech as it is, is quite a new industry anyway. So we're on the very edge of, of pushing this industry forward, which is really exciting. So you, you say this interesting thing, you were um, self-aware enough to know, Yanis, that um, maybe uh, even with your strong scientific background, that uh, yeah, there was kind of a limit to maybe the practical application because you were just starting out in your career, of course. Um, and so you were savvy enough to kind of um, uh, give a heads up that this uh, the, the the actual scientist role is maybe not something that you go into, but you're on the risk portfolio side. Maybe you can go into some of the pragmatics on how you look at data, though, because I, I bet that background is still really useful. So things like assessing the quality of data that you deal with. Um, can you share kind of what's going on in your head when you're looking at that? What I like in uh, working in Sun Finance is that we have a very closely knit uh, small teams. So uh, any analysis we do, we try to do at least four I principles. So the, the author and at least some peer or whatever reviewer. So that this uh, removes the uh, human error of, of this. But regarding the data quality, when we are receiving the data, we are, of course, uh, before putting it in actual features and then launching in production, we, of course, go over them, check them, well, the, all the usual stuff, nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, what also helps is that uh, 
not only we use our own data, we also use external credit bureaus data, which are quite uh, quite established already. So there is not that big of a risk that uh, the data won't be qualitative enough. You just have to do all the, I would say sometimes even boring stuff, but just checking each step, each calculation. Uh, well, just do your your ABC and you'll be set. When you first kind of evolved into that role, I'm curious to um, maybe just how you went about learning in that particular domain for risk, uh, particularly for online lending. Um, did you have good mentors? Did you have uh, so, you know solid teammates to learn from? What was uh, the kind of process, P- particularly because you're right on that edge of, you know, as a fintech on assessing that risk in new markets? I'm curious to that. First of all, I'm very keen on learning anything. So I like to DIY all kinds of stuff around the house, differentiating success levels, of course, but still I like to learn stuff uh, apart from work as well. But when I first jump in, uh, it was a completely new world. So I had my experience with banks, how their systems work, how they are going about their data, how much they're using, do they have any scorings, et cetera, et cetera, for my consultancy. But here uh, it was on completely different playing field. It was, uh, well, there was uh, a lot of data. Well, still is, of course. The speed at which you jump in and then you have to learn is it's much, much higher than in uh, traditional banking, at least when I started out. I think now, at least in Baltics, the banks have partially caught up. And then, then, yeah, they're investing huge resources to to drive their data science functions as well. But uh, yes, learning, uh, well, first of all, learning uh, the the industry itself that, uh, well, it's not a traditional leasing or, or, uh, I don't know, mortgages. These are uh, non-bank, so non-bank lenders that are issuing loans to a bit higher risk clients, but given that they can also ask a bit higher price. So first of all, the industry, and then, well, regarding team, uh, when I started out, we were quite a small team. We were seven, eight, I don't know, below 10, definitely. And uh, everyone was super into telling me how we're doing things here. That really helped me to shape how I view and not analyzing everything, basically in my role currently. Any mistakes you wish you would uh, have not done when you started off? Definitely, there are some, but uh, you know, <laughs> as long as those mistakes are fixable, uh, I, I think it's a good mistake. And you should uh, make as many as, as possible uh, of such kind, because that's the way you learn. You didn't do anything that stupid to, to break something or anything. <laughs> You have to be very due diligent and, well, if you make a mistake, own up to it and, uh, well, come up with a plan how to fix it as soon as possible. You mentioned um, you found that the pace of things were faster uh, mm-hmm. than the bank than your previous paradigm of, say, the bank world when you were consulting as well. What, what do you mean by it was faster? First of all, the structure, because in bank you have, well, you have multiple departments, you have multiple managers and teams and sub teams and uh, and so on the, the structure in, in banks is in my opinion much heavier than in a traditional fintech nowadays and uh, this is really huge because if you have an idea and uh, you want to get it going and implement it as soon as possible you basically have uh, I don't know maybe three people four okay let's say one handful so five uh, of people 
with whom you have to discuss and get approval to get the thing uh, to IT and uh, ready to be implemented. But in banking, well, yeah, I, I don't want to diss anyone, but uh, it, in my view, will be quite a lot longer and uh, more cumbersome than in uh, than with fintechs. The whole thing with fintechs that the process is automated, meaning that uh, you, you don't need a, an army of uh, agents or customer specialists that are reviewing the application. It's done all automatically, but that's also a risk in itself because if something in those automatic systems goes wrong, well, you are in uh, quite big trouble because, uh, well, that process is automated. There's no no way you can go down there or I don't know, go to the uh, department and say, "Hey, stop, stop, uh, stop checking these applications." You have to dig in, dig right in, try to find the problem as soon as possible, and then, then fix it as soon as possible. They're kind of innovators in the online lending space, particularly uh, kind of going into the more exotic markets and the ones that seem to be successful. The the, the good news is you can go to platforms like Mintos. And you can kind of even see, you know, who are the successful uh, 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 kind of uh, online lenders. They're the ones with high uh, repay rates. Uh, they, they're kind of doing a good job of assessing risk in real time. Uh, so it's very transparent. But one thing I've noticed is that <laughs> your part of the world seems to be a world expert at it. Curious to, yeah, maybe maybe why you think that might be the case in the Baltics. Tough to say why exactly us, but I think the whole Baltics region uh, has a innate background uh, skew towards all these hard skills. So math, statistics, all those hard skills, basically. And I, I guess this is a heritage from the USSR where, uh, well, that was a major fo focus point of everyone's education. Having a good enough regulation and that allows us to get... Uh, licenses in other markets also helps. For you, how do you view in fraud and credit risk then that Pareto principle for yourself? Like what, where's the thing that where you spend your time, Yanis, is going to yield you the best results? 80-20, that's definitely a uh, huge thing for our fast moving society. We want everything now, uh, today, without any, well, we want free delivery and uh, today. Uh, but with the, with the huge amounts of data we have at our disposal, it's very easy to get carried away. Uh, you can spend hours and days just digging into features, looking for the perfect clients that in this segment, no one is defaulting, everyone is repaying and they want additional amounts, etc. You can send, send, spend humongous amounts of time just for researching those customers. But uh, what helped me partially in, uh, is... Uh, my project management, my latest education in project management. Well, you have to have a plan and uh, you have to have a plan with a set deadline. Well, we have human resources, but what are what is limiting us very much is, is the time. What I found that works re really much is to find good enough, uh, large enough segments of customers and uh, work with those. And only then when you have exhausted all of those segments, you can start digging in and looking for the perfect customers uh, otherwise uh, yeah you'll spend humongous amounts of time you'll find three customers and uh, anyways uh, they will default in, uh, in the end because you are looking at uh, a completely different uh, population slight downsides of that kind of scientific background you had right is uh, moving away from a lab environment where things are perfect and controlled 
to a real world pragmatic application of having to accept um, imperfect uh, situations. And so this 80, 20 mm -hmm. thing of, like you said, is being able to uh, have a goal, but then move on <laughs> and accept the fact that uh, you're not going to have the exact same environments uh, to move on. Exactly. Having controlled environments is, is good. For example, when you're creating models, you have the, the, the data you can test the model on, but you never know how it will actually perform on the actual date. So uh, that, that's always the, the, well, at least to me, looking from the, from the side view, uh, when data scientists are telling about their models, it's, it's all very interesting to see how, how what we've created in, in, in this uh, lab actually performs on, on real new data being comfortable in that chaos and uh, the, the kind of consistently changing environment, right? <laughs> so uh, the name of um, our podcast is the Cat and Mouse uh, podcast. In your view between kind of a professional risk manager like yourself and say the fraudsters who are trying to kind of get past your systems, evade your clever uh, kind of algorithms, um, I'm curious, who, who would you say is the cat and who is the mouse in that scenario, Giannis? I would like to think that we are the cat and we are trying to catch the mouse who is trying to get to the cheese. <laughs> if we want to carry on with the analogy. Uh, but no, definitely. I think we're the cat and uh, we're guard guarding the cheese. And uh, we only want the, the respectable mouses to get to the cheese. So it's a uh, face control in, in, in a way. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. And uh, great to have you on the show. Thanks again. Sure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's show. At Seon, our whole startup is 100% focused on helping you, the hardworking fraud manager, fight fraud with tools that are intuitive and fully complement your existing risk tech stack. Check out our website where you can get started on a free trial and be up and running in 30 seconds or less.